I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Is live Mike with Lee Lonsberry from Utah's Capitol Hill to your schools, Texas, and all the breaking news. Hear it on Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry on KSL News Radio. In the talk radio business, every year there are something we call talk radio show gifts, and they are stories, topics that come up periodically. Like, for example, the day after the Super Bowl, what do we talk about? Oh, which was your favorite commercial? Which commercial did you like? Who was the winner? Who was the loser? Now, that's one of those uh, talk radio gifts. And here's another one. And we're going to dive headlong into one of these talk radio gifts, a topic that comes up every year, sometimes twice a year, and is ripe for debate and conversation. And it is daylight saving time. Daylight saving time. Uh, we, we spoke about this yesterday, there was, or last year, rather. There were some legislative efforts on Utah's Capitol Hill, ultimately signed into law, as a matter of fact. Uh, but that action, that action taken by the state of Utah and other states around the country, it requires uh, congressional buy-in. We'll get to the details in just a moment. The daylight savings wasn't established until World War One. Daylight saving time. People still debate why we do it. And I'm happy to chalk it up as just one of those mysteries of the universe. Maine lawmakers are going to consider a pair of bills that propose to end daylight saving time. But really, it's time to end this archaic practice of, of springing forward. Create a time paradox, the results of which could cause a chain reaction that would unravel the very fabric of the space-time continuum and destroy the entire universe. Falling back an hour and springing forward may soon be a thing of the past. Mr. Speaker, daylight saving not plural. Time has never saved us from anything. What do you think about that? How about that last statement there? Has daylight saving time uh, it never saved us from anything? I don't know. Uh, all kinds of stories on how the daylight saving time came to be, keeping the trains synced up, uh, making sure farmers had plenty of daylight with which to work, and uh, who knows, staying awake on the road. I don't know. Uh, there are so many studies that look at the impact of daylight saving time on our lives today. And there are many who have made the argument that, you know what, maybe the the benefits or rather the needs satisfied by daylight saving time and a rotation back and forth between standard and saving time, uh, maybe that is a relic of a bygone era. Maybe today we have, uh, you know, either socially or professionally or technologically evolved past a day where we would need daylight saving time or at least the, the need to switch back and forth. Okay, fine. With that said, let's look at now some of the efforts by lawmakers, which, yes, it requires <laughs> it requires legal action. Legal action uh, at the state level and at the federal level to, to pull this off. Should there be any changes to the circumstances currently regarding daylight saving time? Uh, currently, states... States can only choose to observe uh, daylight saving time or not. They don't have the option to stay on daylight saving time year-round. 
So uh, states like Hawaii and Arizona have taken advantage of the, the, the opportunity they have within law to simply not observe daylight saving time ever. They don't bounce back and forth. They are on standard time year-round. That's why uh, if you're traveling to Arizona or Hawaii, you got to make sure you check your, your smartphone to see exactly what time it is there. Or if you're calling a friend or a coworker or scheduling a meeting, uh, you need to <laughs> double-check your smartphone to know exactly what time it is in Arizona. The only two states that uh, decide or have decided to strictly uh, uh, observe standard time. Now, that's an option available to all states across the country. What what states cannot do is observe daylight saving time uh, year-round. You got that? And there have been a number of efforts, including one undertaken by my former boss, Congressman Rob Bishop. If you remember the the Daylight Act from a few years ago, it would uh, essentially, you know, after a few things happened uh, here and there, it would allow for the state of Utah to observe uh, standard time year round. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, It would allow Utah to stay on uh, daylight saving time year round. Daylight. All right. Uh, there was a piece of companion legislation which was passed in the Utah legislature last year. It's the sponsored by uh, Senator Senator Wayne Harper, uh, and we spoke to Senator Harper uh, just last year, and he explained why it's essential to if we're going to go down this road, if we are going to here in the state of Utah observe saving time year round. He, he says it's essential to make it dependent on what other states do. You see, the, the Harper legislation, SB 59 of last year, would, would move Utah to year-round saving time, but would do so uh, under two conditions only. Number one, the, there would need to be uh, legislation at the federal level. So that piece of Bishop legislation, the Daylight Act of last year and the year before, would need to, would need to pass. It would need to become law. That didn't happen, and so one of those conditions remains unmet. The other condition would be that four other Western states would need to buy in and agree with the uh, full-time move to uh, daylight time. We're not going to be an island like like uh, currently Arizona is, but we're going to be doing it in conjunction with our partner uh, states so that there will be more uniformity for business community, for travelers and people like that. The Uniform Standard Time Act of 1966, it would help out with the safety of children. It would go through and, and reduce the amount of, of uh, fuel that we're consume, consuming. Neither one of those two goals have, have really panned out. Now, uh, Senator Harper, as he was discussing this, he uh, he said that he spoke to uh, a number of other states and citizens, and their preference was to stay on daylight saving time rather than uh, adhering strictly and full-time to standard time or bouncing back and forth. It's just kind of time to put something that seemed to have been very appropriate but it's not now behind us and moving on for something that is more of a uh, modern uh, thing of what most people want to do is don't change the clocks, have more time in the evening. Okay. Uh, so right now, the, the reason why this is top of mind right now, well, twofold. First off, uh, this coming weekend, Saturday night or early Sunday morning, we're going to be springing forward. And also, there is another piece of legislation at the federal level. This one 
would make saving time permanent at the federal level. And so forget about this uh, state legislation. This piece of legislation from Senators Marco Rubio and Rick Scott, along with a handful, uh, six, as a matter of fact, other U.S. senators, they've reintroduced the Sunshine Protection Act, is what they call it. Uh, Some other day before I uh, sign off for the final time on April 2nd, I'll have a conversation with you and maybe we'll uh, get some former congressional staffers on the line and talk about all that goes into selecting the names for various pieces of legislation. I can tell you, it's a big deal. Uh, choosing the name for your bill is uh, is a big, big deal, right? That is the first impression that many get about your legislation. And one of the unfortunate realities is oftentimes we find ourselves in a society that reads only the headlines and doesn't dive into the article itself. Uh, same is true for legislation. Uh, sometimes it is the title that uh, establishes the opinion of many looking in at it. So anyway, the Sunshine Protection Act has been reintroduced now by Marco Rubio, Rick Scott, and others, and that would make daylight saving time permanent across the country. Permanent across the country. Uh, I have a few more thoughts I want to share with you on this. We have to take a break right now, but I want you to get on the line. Uh, where, where do you stand? If you could uh, be the lawmaker, if you could wave a magic wand and set things to your liking, either full-time daylight saving time, full-time standard time, or do we just uh, remain here in the status quo, bouncing back and forth, springing forward and falling back? Uh, What do you think? 801-575-8255 is the number. 801-575-8255, 801-KSL-TALK. Your calls and texts next to 57500 if you'd like. That's all ahead. Daylight saving time. Thumbs up or thumbs down. You're on live next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Welcome back. 12:50 is the time right now. 12:50. Are we in standard daylight time? I, don't, I never remember. I always have to Google it. And we're talking about daylight saving time right now. I described it earlier as one of those talk radio gifts, a, a topic that evokes very strong opinion, is ripe for uh, conversation and debate, and it comes up periodically. And uh, recently. There have been legislative efforts both at the state level and in Washington, D.C. to alter or change alter or change the, the way things are right now regarding daylight saving time. There is a piece of legislation that was introduced, what, I think it was just yesterday, by Senators Marco Rubio, Rick Scott, and a handful of others, which would uh, bring about, it's called the Sunshine Protection Act. And it would make daylight saving time permanent across the country. And uh, anyway, that's being debated right now. There are other approaches to this, which we have seen in years past. Uh, for example, I, when I was in Washington, D.C., worked with uh, Congressman Rob Bishop and the rest of the staff there on something called the Daylight Act. That would uh, give states the opportunity and the ability to adhere year-round to daylight saving time. Uh, similar to the way states can right now stay on standard time year-round or uh, bounce back and forth. They're simply unable, though, to adhere to daylight time, daylight saving time year-round. And so uh, with that piece of legislation from Congressman Bishop, which I'll I'll just point out has not passed, it's not uh, available in in law right now for states to take advantage of that opportunity. Uh, But there are other efforts. Uh, There are other efforts afoot. The daylight savings wasn't established until World War One. Daylight saving time. People still debate why we do it. 
and I'm happy to chalk it up as just one of those mysteries of the universe. Maine lawmakers are going to consider a pair of bills that propose to end daylight saving time. But really, it's time to end this archaic practice of, of springing forward. Create a time paradox, the results of which could cause a chain reaction that would unravel the very fabric of the space-time continuum and destroy the entire universe. Falling back an hour and springing forward may soon be a thing of the past. Mr. Speaker, daylight saving, not plural, time has never saved us from anything. <laughs> is that is that a real lawmaker or was that Jonah from that show Veep? I think that might be Jonah from Veep. <laughs> Gustavo, was that Jonah from Veep, that last one there? Uh, anyway, the, the question very basically I put to you is, uh, what, what do you think? There are, are kind of three options right now. Two of them uh, are legally available. The other is being pushed by uh, Senators Marco Rubio, uh, Scott, and others. Uh, But what do you think? Would you like to live in a country that adheres year-round to daylight saving time? Or would you like to live in a country that adheres full-time to standard time? Or would you like to uh, remain in the status quo? At present, we bounce back and forth. I guess the only exception being if uh, we are Arizona or Hawaii. What do you think? The phone lines are open now, 801-575-8255 or 801-KSL-TALK. Let's go right to the phones now and welcome Brian to the program. Brian, uh, what do you say to all this? Saving time. Uh, But what most people don't remember, unless they're my age and we're in their formative years like I was, back in the 70s, we did do a year-round daylight saving time nationally. It was for about a year, year and a half. It was universally hated because by the time winter rolls around and you're getting up in the, uh, you know, pitch black and you go to school. I was in high school. You go to high school and we didn't see the sun until the second period of the day. Mm. It was pitch black the whole morning and there was all sorts of depression and all sorts of problems and people hated it and they repealed it after about a year and a half. Uh, we just need to do away with daylight saving time and go to a standard time. And, and the people who want to have a little extra time in the summertime, let them get up an hour earlier. That's just that's the solution. Don't force everybody to do something that most people don't like so that some groups can have their 10 o'clock nighttime mm. in the summertime. Brian, what, what time did, uh, did, did we lose Brian? Yeah, I'm here. What, I'm what, here. T- what, time, did, what time did the second period start? So when was the sun coming up for you? You know, the sun wasn't coming up until eight eight thirty, quarter to nine. Uh-huh. It was it was really really late in the morning, and and uh, you know that was the dead of winter. That was sure. you know middle of December, but uh, it just people hated it, and and the kids were going out on and standing on the bus stops really really early. It was so dark, sure. and uh, and uh, it was dangerous in my opinion. Uh, there were kids that were hit at the bus stops because they were just invisible. Yeah. It just is not good. And I think that most people think, oh, it won't be so bad in the wintertime. But yeah, when you've got a really short day anyway and you don't see the sun until halfway to noon, you're going to realize that just how bad it really is. Well, so Brian, let's do away with daylight savings. Brian, let's, th- thank you for the call. Thanks for the insight to, into to your experience. Uh, moving on to Tooele, Orville calls us. Orville, welcome to the program. What do you say? Uh, with Brian, you've got kids going to school in the morning, in the dark, in crosswalks with people who are driving the way they are today, not watching for kids in the street. So the kids are at danger. 
We're on top of Arizona that's on standard time. They're doing very well with it. Mm. Plus, there was a survey. I uh, don't know who did it. Just heard about it a few weeks ago that 90% of the people that were surveyed said that they spend 20 hours or more indoors. Mm. So daylight savings time at night does nobody any good because after 6 o'clock, everybody... We, we we lost Orville there, but I, I get the point that you're making. Thank you for for the call, Orville. Uh, I, I I get that, and the the safety uh, elements are not lost on me, not in the the slightest. Uh, you know, especially now, you hear me. I probably talk too much about little baby Piper, but she's going to be one of those uh, waiting at a bus stop here before too long. And uh, shoot, I want uh, her to be bright and visible, and I don't want any cars to get anywhere near her. And if if, if staying on standard time keeps her safe or if the bouncing back and forth keeps her safe uh maybe that's all the argument i need to hear uh lisa though from riverton calls us with her own thoughts uh lisa what do you say about this daylight saving time daylight savings time you you want to see like the light in the winter your previous colors people don't go out at night after six well you know i do go out at six after night my sister goes out at six after night she works all day that's and she doesn't work at home she has to go out to work so she couldn't get up and Get ready, and she has to. Help. We have to help take care of mom anyway. She can't go for a bike ride in the morning before she gets ready to be to work, and has to be to work at eight o'clock. It doesn't work for her. If she wants to go for a bike ride at night or exercise, she exercises every night after work anyway. So she needs daylight savings time in the summer. So I say daylight savings time. If they're going to change it to something all year long, otherwise, let's just then do what we're doing now: the flip back and forth. To me, it's not that big of a deal to flip back and forth. And actually, we're we're on daylight savings time most of the year. These people that want to have it standard all year, you look at it. We're on daylight savings time most of the year anyway. Yeah. Uh, listen, you bring up a good point, and I, I I can relate to that one. Not necessarily with the exercise stuff, uh, because I mean, you didn't ask, but I kind of like running in the dark. You know, running is that's that's kind of how I get my exercise. I like running in the dark because for some reason I feel like I'm moving faster. Now, when I look down at the watch at the end of the uh, at the end of the run, which has tracked my pace and all that, it's never actually faster. But for some reason, in the dark, I feel like I'm moving faster, uh, like I'm cruising through the wind or something. Anyway, I, I do understand how daylight at the end of the day is valuable. Think about the times where uh, you're driving home at five thirty or six o'clock, and the sun is down. Uh, there's no playing ball with the kids or running around outside with the dog in the dark. Uh, if you're getting home at that hour. In the dark. So, uh, listen, my ears and mind and heart is wide open to all of these arguments. Uh, I think uh, if we were to push this, it should be something more uh, able to, or a decision more able to be made at the local of levels. States ought to decide. All right. Uh, what's the right decision? Unsure, but it ought to be one at the more local of levels. A quick break, back with more on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. 
In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.